the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends. Buckle up. You know I say that every time we start a show, but many of you are driving your car, so I guess it would be appropriate. But I mean spiritually buckle up for the content of this show. Many people will not have heard about this topic, but many should. In fact, every believer should know about this. It deals with the Father, as in, you know, Jesus the Son, Holy Spirit, and the Father. It has to do with the Father and His desire for what we call the Father God's family reunion coming to a heart near you sometime very soon, if the reunion has not already begun. We're going to be talking about that, but I have some remarkable people in the studio with me. I call them my co-hosts, and uh, let me introduce them to you. And I'm just going to have them say a a brief hello, and then I'm going to get into what the actual theme is. I'm going to read the theme to you. Uh, Judge Earl Clampett with the Simple Truth Ministries. Can you say hello, Judge Earl Clampett? Good evening, Cass. (laughs) And uh, I love this man. He is a man, he and his wife, his wife is praying on the other side of the glass, John and Margie Neal, um, a lot of prayer-related ministries all over San Diego County and beyond, the Prayer Shield and SEALED team, S-E-A-L-E-D team, uh, and their, 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 their mantra or their phraseology is no one left. Uh, no one left behind. No one left behind. Hey, Thank Kaz, you. how you doing, brother? I'm fine. Uh, John, one of my favorite people as well. Thank and. You. Rabbi, I, I, this is a rabbi whom I have. Be, be, he lives up in what? Rabbi, what little town? Little town called Malibu. A little little town called Malibu. Um, he's we call him Robert Wolf, and his ministry is um, theawakeningone.com and One New Man. We're going to find out about those things now. Let me read to you, my friends, the topic and the theme of this show, and then I'm going to. <laughs> if you knew these guys, you know, if I, if I just let them go and I can walk away and come back at the end of the two-hour broadcast, they'd still be talking. Anyway, let me read to you what this show is going to be about. Discover how your Heavenly Father's love and acceptance is better than any earthly father, and how every person worldwide can tap into it. This show, featuring a rabbi, a judge, and a well-known prayer leader, sets the stage for a KPRZ-featured event happening on June 4th. Uh, it's called OneTogether.org. You can go there and find out more about that. So let's begin the show, and it, I want you to be prepared. Especially, you know, Earl, um, a lot of people don't really understand uh, about a father's love from God's, the father's perspective, because, you know, we a lot of times people in in the world today don't have a very good uh, illustration for fatherhood. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, what's interesting, when I approach people sometimes and I ask the question, I'll say, um, what was the reason? Why, it, you know, what is the reason that Jesus actually came to earth? And so often they talk about, you know, transportation from one place to another. And I'll say, well, 
what about John 14, 6? I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one gets to the... And then they look at me and I go, are you thinking heaven or are you thinking the, what it says, Father? No one gets to the Father. So in other words, he's spelling out the goal is our mutual Father um, in heaven. And we're saying, please, Father, bring your kingdom to this messed up place called earth because your kingdom is a fatherly government. And so, Kaz, what I wanted to start off with in this situation is identifying the problem. I think we already know, honestly, we've been living through the problem for the last couple of decades, and especially um, the last two and a half years with yes. COVID. We're coming out of a nightmare. We're pinching ourselves. We're wondering, is this over? Uh, is, is, are we going on to the next phase? And I think what we wanted to talk a little bit about today was the state of our state and the state of our families. Yeah, and, and that's the, kind of setting the stage for everything else we talk about it, thereafter. Exactly. Right? And, state and you're going to talk about the state of our state, and, and we, we think uh, John Neal is going to talk about family. He is. And, he, well, and, and, and also, he's, he's, <laughs> he is a teacher at a local high school, so he's going to talk about the state of our schools, and who better than John to talk about what uh, exactly is going on in our current system. So I, I'd like to just kick it over to John, kick off with the schools. He lives it every single day and uh, has war stories galore. So, John, what is your findings uh, being in the Grossmont uh, School District for so many years? This is John Neal. You know, it's interesting because the topic, of course, we start with the idea of state of our state, state of our family. The reason our state is in the condition it is, and I'm talking state of California, but also the state of the United States. Yes. Why we're in this condition is because of the state of our families. I come from a divorce family. Say that slowly. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a yeah. hefty word you just the gave. The reason that we have the problems we have in California, in the United States, and frankly in the world, is because the state of our families. I come from a divorced family. My parents were remarried two or three times. I had stepbrothers, stepsisters. I got some I don't even know about out there somewhere. It was not easy. And most people who are listening right now, if you didn't go through that, you know of people who have gone through it. Yes. And the even the people who don't believe in what we follow, the Christ, the Judeo-Christian concept of right and wrong, even people who don't believe in that will tell you, sociologists, psychologists, that a unified family is so important to the development of a young child. Oh, my. And I sit there in the classroom, and I can tell you, on a daily basis, I look at kids who are broken, who are shattered, who have no identity of themselves, now, forget for a moment all the transgender stuff the world's dealing with right now. Forget that for a moment. I'm talking kids that just don't know who they are, what they are, what they're about, because they've had no basis. They've had no home life that said, this is what it is to be a young man, a young woman. And a lot of that has to do with a father and mother figure that uh, are authoritative in a good way to show a child what it means to actually showcase what that is. Exactly. And I come, you Kaz knows, and the guys know, I come from a Catholic-Baptocostal West Mess background. (laughs) I was raised Catholic, spent time in the Baptist church. God has sense you were put me in a Pentecostal church. Then I was in a Wesleyan church, and now I'm in a Messianic Jewish church. Yes. I come from this variety of backgrounds. What I can tell you is, no matter the background, no matter the denomination, no matter the race, creed, color, I don't care. We've all got these problems that we're dealing with, and no one wants to discuss them. No one wants to deal with them. And the center of that is the topic of our conference. One new man and Abba Father is the conference. It's happening on June 4th. On June 4th. And the whole idea is let's get back to the Father. Because as a kid, I had no clue what Father meant. 
Exactly. I knew Jesus Christ because I, I did the, the cross thing, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yes. So I understood Jesus got me salvation. The Holy Spirit was a power. I got that. That was cool. And Father, well, okay, he was the guy who judged people later on. But that is not that's totally what he wrong. is. No, right. it's totally wrong. But that's how I grew up. Yes, yes, and then yes. having my own relationship with my own dads, it was harder. Now I begin to understand a different, and that'll be part of our conference. What is the real Father God? Not just what you put up with your entire yeah. life. And that conference is at, write this down, my friend, the number one, TWO12Gether.org, and you can find out more about that. I'm going to hand it back to you in just a second, Earl, but Rabbi, if, is there any, just, we, we've only got a couple minutes here, yeah. a quick thought. Rabbi Robert Wolf of Awakening One New Man and Awakening com. lay it on us. I would like to add, especially to what John just shared, that we have a generation that because they have not had a comfortable and understanding view of family has decided, well, now I'll just make my own identity. Yeah, and that can be very dangerous. Very dangerous. Not only that, they don't know what they're dealing with. Exactly. And Earl, just, I'll let you, we've got about two minutes left. Just to segment. sum up, it's really interesting. Fathers, human fathers and divine fathers give us three things. And it's interesting that all three of these things that fathers and only fathers give us um, are the following. Fathers give us our family identity. Mm-hmm. Fathers give us uh, provision. And fathers give us our protection. Now, all three, identity, provision, and protection, are in, in, ensconced in the, uh, uh, the Lord's Prayer. And here's, here's what's important. When it comes to um, fathers, Jesus teaches us one prayer. And what's the name of that prayer? If you're a Catholic, it's called the Our Father. Mm -hmm. Isn't it interesting that the first two words of that prayer, he says, Jesus says to us, this is how you pray, Our Father. Well, then what does that make Jesus to us in a family sense in that moment when he's saying Our Father? Jesus isn't our Father. And I think when people pray, there's a lot of confusion sometimes. So how we clear that up is this. Jesus says, look, everything I see, say, everything I do, and everything you see, the works that come from me, are attributed to my, or our Father. So if we realize that we have a mutual Father, that makes us siblings. That makes us brothers and sisters. That makes us all children of the one divine Father. So therefore, that takes care of all of the attempts of the enemy to divide families, divide societies, and to divide nations. You know, as I listen to this, I'm thinking about the situation out in the, in a schoolyard or out playing in your backyard with other kids, and all of a sudden somebody bullies you and gets gets pushy, and you go, Oh, yeah, well, my father can take your father. Well, the truth of the matter is our father, our heavenly father, can take any situation, and we can kind of hide between his legs if we want to because he's got the solution. So we've got about another minute before we have to take a break. Why don't you summarize this? I'm I'm, I'm speaking my question to Earl Clampett, to Simple Truth Ministries, uh, and uh, give us a close on this. And my listening friend, what we want to do after this, I'm just going to give you a little tease of what we're going to be doing in the next segment. Up next, we're going to discuss spiritual problems keeping us from being unified with the Father uh, and with one another, Jew and Gentile, every tribe, tongue, and nation. So Earl Clampett, close this one down, and then we will jump into the commercial break in the next segment. Earl Clampett, Simple Truth Ministries. This society, (laughs) since the late 1960s, has been attempting to destroy the notion of patriarchy. And actually, the divine solution in Scripture is, is the patriarchy. The Father is the goal of why Jesus came. He says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one gets to the Father 
but through me. He's always been the goal. We've just really not understood that. Very good. My listening friend, we're going to be coming right back, but one of the biggest problems is really tied to the spiritual roots of Marxism. We're going to talk about that, but we're also going to talk about solutions behind that, and we know who our daddy is. So the the trio and Kaz, <laughs> buckle up. It's going to be wild and crazy. We'll be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Well, hello, my friends. I'm back in studio with a studio full of uh, major, uh, I would call them leaders of leaders or Admirals or generals, uh, I, I, I've got uh, Judge Earl Clampett with Simple Truth Ministries here, and John and his wife Margie Neal. Margie's behind the glass praying. <laughs> He's with there with pray, uh, Prayer Shield, um, and uh, R- uh, Rabbi Robert Wolf tied to uh, the awakening of one new man. So a lot of things going on, but we're talking about the problems, but we're also talking about how our daddy, our father, has solutions. I'm going to hand this off. Uh, to Earl Clampett uh, as we talk about spiritual roots of uh-oh, a word, Marxism. What in the world Earl Clampett laid on us? Well, you know, um, not to belabor the, the state of the state, I mean, we have issues of, the, uh, we have an uh, ordinance in San Diego County that just got passed, which was basically redefining women. We have um, abortion in California, even if Roe versus Wade gets overturned. It, this is the, Our governor said this is going to be a, a haven for abortion. With the stuff that's going on in our schools with CRT and with the whole transgenderism, et cetera, everything, people don't need any more explanation what the issues uh, for problems are. What we need to find out is what are the roots of this problem? Yes. So I read this book called um, The Devil and Karl Marx, came out in 2020 by a guy named Paul Kingor, K-E-N-G-O-R. Highly recommend the book. I think you gave that to me. I did. It's powerful. I, I, I did. It's a very powerful book because... I want to connect the dots with all of these problems that we're well aware of today. What in the world is the root structure of all this? And as I be, as I learned more about who Karl Marx was, um, I always was taught that you know the guy was an atheist and he had a new idea for economics. But as it turns out, when I read that book, Kaz, the man wasn't an atheist. Mm. He had he was a religious he had man. A religion. He had a yeah, dedicated <laughs> to that religion. Yes. And the more you read this book, you go, wow, there is a demonic, diabolical mm-hmm. connection with all of his beliefs, whether it was philosophical or economic or whatever. The, the book points out that basically, as a poet, as a journalist, and as a, a playwright, those documents all reveal that someone who has so, had sold his soul out to Satan himself, and he oh made no bones about it. He was out in the open about it. It was not subtle. And the more you see the uh, thorough infestation of the demonic in this man's character and his nature, even Engels, his partner, said, this is a man who, it looks like 10,000 devils have got him by his hair. And this, this is coming from Engels, his, his uh, partner, when they wrote the Communist Manifesto. Oh my. So his, his whole way of going about things reflected everything that, w- that Satan represents. Satan is anti-nuclear family. He's anti-truth of God. He's anti-anything decent, anything that's uh, with institutional religion. 
any and all morality, etc. And he said, everything's got to be raised, and I mean R-A-Z-E-D, raised, mean brought down to the ground. Oh and it was extremely destructive, and there was nothing that could be brought to the, to the surface as far as this is redeeming and somehow it has a good value. So the bottom line is this. We have um, cultural Marxism, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Basically, cultural Marxism is, is just a, uh, another word to describe uh, neo-Marxism, which is Marxism caught up to our era, our date, taking on different elements of society. The, the long road to the march through the institutions, that's what it's called, which began in the 1960s, is how to bring down everything that was good about America, whether it was the family system, whether it was the church system, whether it was the capitalistic system that gave people independence, um, everything that was good about America was on the chopping block. And the folks that have followed in the legacy of Karl Marx, coming from the Frankfurt School in, the, in, the, in Germany in the 1920s, many of whom came over here and started teaching in our, in our uh, Ivy League colleges, this um, is a I call it a cancer as festering and growing and metastasizing. And this metastasis continues on to the point where we're now waking up and saying, what is going on? We've, we're losing our country yes. and we're pinching our saints saying, is this reality or is this a dream? And it's not a dream. It is actually happening. My, my, I think uh, uh, John Neal, with the prayer shield has some input there. John, what do you think? Yeah, one of the important things for us to understand is from an educational perspective. As a teacher. As a teacher. Yes. I went through school. I went through school here in California. I did the college routine, got my teaching credential, the whole routine. But here's the deal. The teachers that taught me, they learned from their institutions, going all the way back to the 20s, oh, Marx is, a, is an atheist. It's anti-religion. It is not anti-religion. It's a it's different anti-God. Yeah, there you go. And that's vitally important to understand. Yeah, yeah. But here's the deal. Most of those teachers, if you were to say Karl Marx is a Satanist, oh. they would go, oh, no, that's no, not. No no, 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 no. He was an atheist. But here's the difference. If most of them, if they understood Karl Marx was a Satanist, they wouldn't have been the ones going, oh, we like the Marxist system. They were really? deceived they were by deceived. the education system. Yes. And now they're teaching it in the school to kids. I mean, my book that I use at Mike High School says Karl Marx, anti-atheist, anti-religion. Wow. It does not mention anything beyond that, and that's what's being taught to most kids. Yes, yes. I'm going to give uh, Rabbi Wolf an opportunity briefly to make a comment also, and Earl, back to you. But, you know, one of the things, Earl, that I'm seeing right now, you know, we're talking about the school system, but a lot of people talk about the Seven Mountains. I mean, media, for example, uh any other communication, movies and education. things like education and every other facet, government and everything else. This has in, in, infested every facet of the leadership of, of life from every, every facet. A quick thought, uh, Rabbi Wolf. Yeah. Especially to our younger listeners, you don't have to worry about where you fit in. You have had a place created for you by God. It was set there the day that he decided that you would that he was going to give you life, and that is complete, and it is full, and it was set for you before the very creation. My. And so all of this stuff that we're talking about here is to let you know that the different things that you're being shown, 
This is man's wisdom. This is not God's way of oh growing you up to be the person who he's called you, you to, to be. be. Exactly. Amen. Amen. That was Rabbi Robert Wolf, uh, Awakening the One New Man, powerful leader. Okay, Earl Clamp at Simple Truth Ministries, what do you got to say? We've got a few minutes left in this segment. Solutions-wise, we're not going to take on and overcome based on philosophy differences or are taking it on intellectually. This is a spiritually rooted problem. Indeed. And it manifests in all the different ways that we have already laid out today. And if you understand as a believer, as a as a Messianic Jew, as a Christian, that this is a spiritual conflict, it is a spiritual war, a spiritual uh, fight, well, then you're going to come at this thing at a from a totally different direction. You're going to uh, get resources and weaponry uh, in a in a spiritual context, which really needs to. How should I say this? The church needs to raise the bar and up their game. What wow. was satisfactory, you know, just a couple of, of years ago. Even even months ago. If, yeah, um, really, really recently. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're saying at this point um, that old paradigm is ineffective. It isn't going to work. And everybody has to shift gears. Everybody has to change. Everybody has to see where the real battlefield is and what it contains. And so what we're going to basically underline here is that these spiritual root problems are using race as a mask, are using ethnicities oh as a cover. They're using um, a gender, again, as a, as a fraudulent uh, appearance to say, oh, this is, just, this is just a new political facet. No, it isn't. It's spiritual in nature, and we need to be better at our game and get much more adept, much more adroit. Ooh, thank you, Earl Clapp at Simple Truth Ministries. You know, my friends, we've got a lot of things going on here in the studio because there are a lot of things going on in the world. <laughs> and we've got some men here who have devoted their lives to bringing God's kids together unto the Father through the Son, Yeshua, Jesus, and in the empowerment of God's Holy Spirit. Uh, and we're in a time where if we don't have God the Father through the Lord himself and and through uh, Holy Spirit, we're in a, in a fix that can't be fixed. So we're going to be dealing more about that in our next segment. We're going to talk about the uh, dust of death. We're talk a little bit more about some uh, uh, cultural Marxism. But before we do, I, I want to let you know that I have a new website which gets me gets you right to me, and uh, you can communicate to me and say, you know, I like the t- topic of this show, but I here's some other things I would like to explore. Let me know, and uh, we will pursue those things. And that, that I'm going to give you the website real simply. Come together. San Diego at KPRZ.com. Come together, San Diego at KPRZ.com. I've got some mighty men in the studio and mighty women uh, surrounding and praying as well. Judge Earl Clampett, Simple Truth Ministries, John and Margie Neal, Prayer Shield, and uh, Rabbi Robert Wolf, Awakening the One New Man. We've we got stuff. we got people that have God-given answers. And in the next segments, we're not only going to deal with the problem, but we're going to be giving you solutions when we come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on K-Praise. Well, welcome back, my friends. Uh, We're delving into a topic that very few people will actually communicate in depth with. And, you know, by virtue of us having a couple hours on the radio show, show we we can't go into full depth but we can at least hit some of the areas where people are you know it's it's uncomfortable to talk about these things sometimes and it's uncomfortable to think that we're right in the thick of it 
And it's uncomfortable to think that uh, there's no solution other than possibly one. And it's not possibly one. It's one for sure. It's it's uh, God the Father through his son, Yeshua, Jesus, and empowered by Holy Spirit. And uh, we're, we're in the process of being reintroduced to uh, our Father and our family horizontally. And it's, it's a remarkable thing. You know, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about a topic called dust of the dust of death. We're talking about Marxism, but I want to, I want to, you know, it's a hefty topic, but I need to let you know the news is good when you hear the end of the story. That's right. And we're right in the thick of the story, and sometimes we're getting all the false cues from everything going on around here. But the end of the story is remarkable, and if you can understand not only the end of the story, but the Heavenly Father who is in charge of the end of the story, it will allay a lot of your fears. I'm going to give you back to Earl Clamp at Simple Truth Ministries, and you start this, and, and, you know, and you can kind of point the finger at one of the other people here in the studio or not, and uh, let's let's uh, lay it on the line here. Hefty topic. The other book that I would recommend to your um, listeners, other than Paul Kinger's um, The Devil and Karl Marx, is another book by an Englishman by the name of Os, O.S. Guinness, um, called The Dust of Death, and he dealt with the 1960s uh, cultural revolution that we um, suffered through back in the late 60s and early 70s. Yes. And as an Englishman, he came over and he was supposed to have a short-term um, sabbatical uh, for two months during the summer of 1968. Well, his short-term sabbatical turned out to be two and a half years because he realized that he was in the most calamitous, um, uh, how should I say, revolutionary time in America. Um, and it had to do with taking the notions of what Karl Marx began with and shifting gears. And what I mean by shifting gears is um, Marx's revolution, as far as the economic portion, really didn't happen uh, the way Marx wanted it to happen. In fact, it probably didn't happen at all. And so there was a change of tactics, and the tactics switched over to saying, well, how can we bring down America? Well, you bring down America by attacking its culture, and that's where this, the word cultural Marxism comes from. It's called neo-Marxism or cultural Marxism, neo being new. And the new tactics involved attacking America where its strong foundations were. Where? For example, um, the going after the family, the nuclear family. When BLM came out and they announced, um, you know, right around the time of Ferguson back in 2014, it was interesting that the people, the two ladies that claimed to be the originators of BLM said in their tweets, they self-identified. BLM? You're talking about BLM? Yes, yeah, listen to this. In their tweets, they say, we are trained Marxists. Go back and check it out. And they bragged about it. They they weren't subtle. They weren't uh, being a cult or or covert about it. They said, we are trained. And that intrigued me because I said, I want to know why are they uh, highlighting that. They're showcasing that. They're saying, we're trained Marxists. Well, when I start to go back into reading this Dust of Death book from Os Guinness, I started to connect the dots and said, wow, this is a, a cultural attack against everything that's decent and good in America. So for Saul Alinsky wrote his books, uh, Rules for Radicals. By yes. the way, Saul Alinsky yes. dedicated his book to Lucifer. Yeah, yes, he talked yes, about yes. spiritual roots. And he, <laughs> wow. he wanted to say, how do we bring down the great America? You bring down the great America by attacking, by infiltrating its churches yes. infil- and destroying the family structure, mm-hmm. bringing down what they call the, the, the patriarchy. And 
there was a gal named Kate Midland. One of the things that was featured in Paul Kanger's book was she would have seances in San Francisco. Her sister tape recorded some of these seances. And the seances were basically Kate Midland leading this group of saying, how do we bring down the, the American family? And then the people who were in the room say, will you bring down the, by, uh, the family by attacking the father, going after the patriarchy? And she says, well, how do we do that? Well, you expose the fathers to pornography. And what does the pornography do? Oh, it causes, it causes um, you know, marriage, marriage difficulties, yes. right? And all of a sudden, the culture has now penetrated into one of the, the, the bulwarks of strength of the American uh, foundations. Attack the family, attack the church, and attack our way of, of basically saying we are a Judeo-Christian nation foundationally in our government, in our laws, and in our founding documents. Yes. And everything was open to uh, basically the long march through the institutions. That was, that's what they called it. Chip away, attack them where they're vulnerable, and you bring in this neo-Marxism, which was basically, what did the uh, BLM folks said? They said they're anti-nuclear family, okay, and anti-Israel. Well, yes. if you wanted to see if they're a spiritual origin, anybody who's anti-Israel, anti-God's people, that, that's an that's a atomatic uh, identifier right there. And when you go after the family, well, who invented the family? The father. Yes. The father in Genesis 1 and 2 was the originator of the nuclear family. Why are they against that? And what they do is they uh, the, relabel. This is John Neal, by the yeah, way. Yeah, apologize. Teacher. They relabel. See, no. If you said Marxism, communism, well, some people say, "Oh, that's a cool idea." But most people are like, "Oh no, no, no! I grew up in the fifties, sixties, seventies. Communism is a bad thing." But we relabel it. We don't call it Marxism. We don't call it communism. We call it diversity. Yep. We yep. call it uh, inclusivity. We call it tolerance. Mm. And as a very wise man said, uh, Peterson, uh, Jordan Peterson, he said, uh, "The most intolerant people are those who will not tolerate the intolerant." Bingo. Say that like, slowly. Uh, excuse, no, I don't think I could again. <laughs> it, because the very nature of intolerance is intolerant. Uh-huh. One of my students said this, just said, he said, discussion we had about uh, religion and God and family in the classroom. And the kids were bringing this up, you know, so we're just kind of going along. And he said, there is absolutely no such thing, pounding his desk, no such thing as an absolute family unit. He said, there's, I said, um, so you don't believe in absolutes? He said, no. I said, are you absolutely sure of that? <laughs> Stun silence in the classroom. Absolutely, because now they because the structure now is broken down. Because now there is no absolutes. There are no rights. There are no wrongs. Everything is how you feel. And one of the things my kids learn in my classroom is feelings are cool. I believe feelings are God given. Yes, but you can't live yeah. on feelings. Yes, you've got to live on you, facts. You can't live your life by feelings, exactly, or you end up. And they are being taught in the school system yes. by the counseling department, by everything they see on the media. Every every movie they watch by Disney, it's all about how you feel. If you feel like you're a frog, you're a frog. Oh, my. If you feel like you're a turnip, you're a turnip. Oh, my. A beautiful beam I saw today was a young lady holding a banana, and it said, this is an apple. If you don't think this is an apple, you must be a Christian or a conservative. Oh, oh, It was was a banana. It was a banana. Oh, my. Just saw it today. Oh, my. So there is that redirection. Again, the key is this. What we're facing, what mom and dad are facing, what kids are facing, is not a direct attack. The Santa going, we're going to shoot you, we're going to blow you up. It is guerrilla warfare. Yes, it's the exact communist you, manifesto. Make you embarrassed to open go, your mouth. We go from the bottom. Sure. Yeah. We yeah. attack from the outside. We do not attack directly because a direct attack, <gasps> they'll spot that. 
Oh, yes. We're talking with John Neal here. He Prayer Shield, but also a high school teacher. Uh, history is history a teacher, world but, history, but, U.S. But, and government. But you've also done athletics as well. Oh yes, you, coach for twenty-two years. So you have been had an opportunity to observe this from the actual inside. Yes. And I know this man, and any way that he can communicate godliness, even in in his historical teachings, it's there because godliness is throughout throughout history books. It's all part of history. It's, it's all throughout the Bible, and it should be throughout the uh, the family's life as well. And let me quickly say, Kaz, every teacher out there who's a Christian, you can teach about Christianity in the school. It's allowed by the education code. I'm required by law to teach Judaism, Islam, Christianity, Hinduism, and Buddhism, and other religions. So teaching about Christianity and the foundations of it is perfectly legal and allowed and should be done for the kids to understand the totality of history. Yes, yes, yes. Earl, I'm going to come right back to you because you have about a minute and a half or two to close this. But I want to remind you, my friend, that one of the reasons that we're doing this show is to remind you of an event that's happening on June 4th um, at uh, in Spring Valley at Faith, Faith Chapel. Chapel. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that event is called, write this down, the number one TWO, one, two, gether, G-E-T-H-E-R dot org. You can find out more about that. And a lot of the things that we're talking about now, we'll have a little bit more chance to, all day to go in depth than that. And by the way, come free. No charge, no cost. Say that again. I said free has an F-R-E-E. Oh we want you my. all to be there. There's no reason not to come. And you know what? I'll not only come free. If you meet me there at the event, I'll buy you a cup of coffee. Oh, my. He's that handsome guy. You see, he's the most handsomest guy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Earl Clement, we've got about one minute for you to tie this together. Okay, for so I'm just going to summarize it. So basically, if you introduce relativism, which means there are no absolutes, you bring in secular humanism, which means the highest um, goal is to um, fulfill one based on their own human focus, okay? You get rid of history. you got to eliminate the teaching of civics you have to get rid of american history and that's i mean that's what very stalinesque okay and the last last thing is you bring in freudian sexology and marxism and you have a toxic brew oh my happening now in a nation near you my listening friend you know in the next segment we're going to discuss god's spiritual roots and how they can combat the roots of marxism you don't want to miss this when we come right back this is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Cass Taylor. Welcome back, my friends. A remarkable show because... If I say so myself, I've got remarkable guests in the studio with me and a remarkable topic. You know what? Our Heavenly Father is the father you've always wanted. And he is not only available, but he's been wooing us <clears throat> since the, the beginning of the fall, way back in, 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 you know, back in the early biblical days. And he wants to, us to come back into that intimate relationship, and he's assigned his son, Yeshua Jesus, through Holy Spirit to draw us into that relationship. We're spending our time today talking about bringing that unity back into the family, the family unit, and as we do that, God is going to take his proper stand as the Heavenly Father to allay all these concerns and the cred that's going on in the world today. You want the solutions? Get the guy who has the solutions. His name is our Heavenly Father. In the, in the studio with me, I've got uh, Judge 
Earl Clampett, Simple Truth Ministries, John and Margie Neal. Margie's behind the glass praying <laughs> as she does, and the Neals are, are tied to uh, Prayer Shield, and, and John is a, a high school teacher, so he brings a lot of insights as well. And Rabbi Robert Wolf, Awakening the One New Man and Awakening One.com, a remarkable topic. And I'm going to hand it back to you, Earl Clampett of Simple Truth Ministries, because you're the one who has put the flow together here, and uh, we want to give you the opportunity to let all all the dams be opened and let the flow go. Ho, ho. Well, Kaz, if all of these problems that we've enumerated here are have spiritual roots, I think a good way to summarize um, the, the conflict is to describe the combatants and the leaders of the combatants. Yes. And in John chapter 8, um, Yeshua, Jesus describes two fathers, because he's having an argument with the, with the Pharisees about of what father is he. And basically, he says, the father of truth is our Av, which is a Hebrew word for father, Avinu. Mm-hmm. But he also described the opposing uh, entity against the father of truth, which is the f- father of lies, namely uh, Hasatan. In, in Hebrew, it means the adversary. Other words, uh, Satan, Lucifer, he has several names. But but you, you'll notice that in, in the, all of this new neo-Marxism, truth, trying to get to the truth, trying to dig up the truth, trying to expose the truth, is a non-issue with the Marxism side. They don't care what the truth is because if it's a spiritual warfare, well, then Satan is going to say, I'm not going to recognize truth even if it stares me in the face. So Rabbi Wolf had a, had a comment on, on the whole issue of Father God being truth. Well, and it comes out of John chapter 8 as well. It comes out of John chapter 8 as well, because what we're looking at here is whether or not we know the truth. And it says, uh, the truth will set you free, but you need to look at the verse before that, which says, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall, shall make you free. So that this idea of where truth comes from, comes from understanding the one who gave us the word. So... Unless we are aligned with the Father, we are not ever going to know what real truth is. Unless we are aligned with the Father. Unless we are aligned with the Father. Where are you and I, my friend? Where are you and I? Amen. So that's why we're putting on the conference, because as the enemy breaks down the family unit, as he breaks down the role of what a man and a woman is supposed to be, and and the nuclear structure of a family, once that disintegrates, we no longer have a way to set our compass to find out what is truth, and therefore you will not be free. My, my, Come my. to the conference, get free. My my friend, by the way, it's if you want to find out more about the conference, which happens on the 4th of next month, it is the the, the number one and then two, T-W-O, gather, G-E-T-H-E-R, one, two, gather.org. You find out about it. You, as you scroll down through that, you're going to see the faces of these people that you're just hearing the voices of, but also some major, major, major leaders of leaders throughout not only San Diego, but uh, people that communicate to and through the world as well. Uh, we won't, I'm not going to name them right now, but uh, I'm sorry, John. No, I was going to name them. Okay, yeah. name them. Yeah, because yeah, we've got uh, Pastor Jim and Rosemary Garlow. We have Mark Biltz coming. Yes. We have uh, Raleigh Washington, who is the former Promise Keepers uh, president, CEO and president. We've got uh, Rabbi uh, Joel Lieberman. Yes. Uh, we've got a hot. We've got 
Pastor Dennis Hodges. We've got Pastor uh, Sean Mitchell from up yes. at uh, New Venture Church in Oceanside. We have a variety of speakers. Uh, Kevin McGarry yes. of every yes. BLM oh, you, is coming. <laughs> I love it. i got to tell you, you got to check that out. And we're going to do a live remote at the close of this. Uh, the thing happen, it closes awesome. around 4 or 4.30, and I'll be doing a live remote of everything that happened and some of the key people as well. Rabbi? And Vice President Myron Leiser, Vice President of the Navajo Nation, First yes, Nations. Come on. Folks, if you are First Nations, please come. Every this kindred and tongue. You. This That's is right. exactly right. Yeah. Earl, we've got about uh, four minutes left in the segment. Where would you like so, to take it, sir? So, well, John and I were at a pastor's breakfast uh, this last um, Wednesday, and what was interesting was I— you know, John was working the room and getting our, our flyers out, and I was working the table. And uh, the people were coming over, and I was showing the one-minute clip from our promo, and I would ask everybody and say, um, "This, listen to the promo, because everyone who's speaking here is saying, if we come to the Father, we take away the division that the enemy has brought about on our country the last two and a half years. Okay, it actually goes back a little bit further. Mm -hmm. And so, in essence, um, I asked everybody, look, if Father God functions as the divine adhesive or the divine glue to bring us all together because we are siblings with a mutual Father, and I would look at, at, at different people from different backgrounds, and they're looking at me, and I said... God doesn't care how much melanin is in your skin color or melanin is in my skin color. We are family. We are, yeah, well, but we are actual siblings with an actual mutual father. He's the one, because of that relationship, that vertical relationship down to his children, he attaches, he brings together, he adheres, if you will, all of this divisiveness goes away. Yes. And people realize, wait a minute, we're being had, we're being played by the enemy who's using deceptive tactics to Separate, keep, to separate, exactly. to separate, come on. And so this is the spiritual, so this conference is the spiritual solution to basically kick the enemy in the teeth. So to stop his lying, to expose his lies, and to say, uh-uh, if we're all the same family, we are not going to let you through deceit and deception separate us oh, any my. longer. You know what, my friends, as you listen and you look at the news and you in your heart you go what what are the possible solutions to what's going on here in the world i mean it looks like it's tribulation in the face basically uh, and every front and look what's going on in you know government and education in uh, medical every facet in family every facet and you go how can this be solved the solution is really simple when you let your father take care of it but you're you're also his his kids john neal it is absolutely ephesians 2:15 yes no jew no gentile <laughs> no free no slave no male no female and i don't think god will be upset me saying this no black no white no hispanic no asian i grew up in lemon grove in lemon grove my neighbor across the street was black i had a hispanic guy over here filipino over there we grew up together none of us said hey mom can the black one come to dinner because we were one unit together at my school, at, at good old Samuel Elementary School, Lemon Grove. Give him a oh, shout out. Oh my, my. I've got pastor buddies of mine in this town who, they looked at this event and they said, oh, wait a minute, is this going to be another one of those uh, Israel things? Let me tell you, this is not an Israel thing. This is not simply about a denomination or a group of people. This is about being one in God. Yes. We are Children of God, I'm brothers and sisters, and I don't care what color your skin is or what you what you can say Yeshua, you can say Jesus. I, I don't it. care. Yeah, as long as you know Him, we're brothers. Exactly, I love that, John Neal. 
Uh, I, I love that. And Earl Clamp at Simple Truth Ministries, you want to close this segment. And You know, this is the first hour. This was to, you know, this was the, the, the hour to set things up for the second hour. And that's good. Earl? If people are coming to the conference, I would advocate strongly that they not leave early because the ending is worth its weight in divine gold. And that <laughs> is we're going to do a corporate father's blessing to everyone and then later an individual father's blessing to take care of woundedness, long-term woundedness, and let God do healing. Rabbi, I'm going to ask you to take 30 seconds and pray over our listeners. 30 seconds, because we're coming up to a break right here, and then I will close this. And my friend, you got the stage set if you listened to the first hour. The second hour is the big payoff. Rabbi Robert Wolf, would you pray quickly over the people, and we'll take a break? The Father is asking you whether or not He is calling you. Do you hear him calling you? We believe he's calling you. We're asking you not to listen to us. Listen to him. We're here to do his work. And if you're hearing that voice, then we want you to come. Rabbi Robert Wolf uh, and Judge Earl Clampett, Simple Truth Ministries, John and Margie Neal, Prayer Shield, and I are going to spend the next hour giving you the good stuff when we come right back. Amen. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. I'll tell the world. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Well, hello, my listening friend. Uh, This is the second of the two-hour broadcast for Come Together San Diego. The first uh, hour we spent setting up the challenge, and we introduced you to Marxism and cultural Marxism, but we also introduced you to, you know, the Heavenly Father, and it's kind of like uh, if you've got the Father who can uh, overcome any other Father in the schoolyard, people are going to respect you. Well, they need to respect you and I because of our Heavenly Father who has solved all these challenges, and He is here to bring you closer and closer into His family. And I don't care whether your family is Jewish or Gentile, any tongue, tribe, or nation, it doesn't make any difference. All of us are members of that family. And and so it, with me in the studio, I've got three charming men. I call them charming because we're on the air. When we're off the air, I may identify them otherwise. But Judge Earl Clampett, and he uh, is a, a retired judge, and uh, he has a ministry called Simple Truth Ministries uh, in San Diego and beyond. John and Margie Neal, Margie's on the other side of the glass praying, and John Neal, a uh, a uh, high school teacher in the school system, plus he he and his wife minister through Prayer Shield and other in, endeavors uh, throughout San Diego and beyond. And we also have Rabbi Robert Wolf dealing with the awakening of one new man. I'm going to ha- hand it off to you, Earl Clampett, Simple Truth Ministries, to set the stage. And I know you want to pass the baton along here, so lay it on us, because we've we spent a lot of time setting setting this up. Now we're about ready to introduce the good news, but the good news may be packaged a little differently than you, my listening friend, are familiar with. Earl Clampett. Well, one of the things that we're going to be talking about, obviously, because if you look at the um, the biblical references on our on our flyers on our advertising um, this isn't ephesians 2:15 so much as it is ephesians 2:18 which nope. is basically saying in ephesians 2:18 by the spirit and through the son we all come back to the father Ooh. and the context of this is that it's not just bringing ethnicities together etc as a mutual father it's 
even more uh, as, as the top button on the shirt, bringing um, Hebrew and Greeks together. It's bringing Jew and Gentile together because there's only two groups that the Bible ever talks about of two groups of people. It's, it, it's the Jews and everyone else called the Gentiles, <laughs> people of the nations. Yes. So what we're going to talk about is that we're going to see how um, we as two groups of people may have to do some sh- gear shifting and some modifications if this one new man is going to actually come together and, and function. Now, so what I what I'd like to do is kick it over to John and kick it over to Bob, um, showing that this isn't our idea. God was so involved in divinely um, doing these uh, divine appointments, these connections, and the coincidences are not coincidences. After they become so numerous, you're going, wait a minute, God, Father God's fingerprints are all over. This is the time where He wants to bring Jew and Gentile together, and everybody else as a separated group. So anyway, I'm going to kick it over to John. He has a story that he would like to include right now. This is John Neal and uh, Prayer Shield and a remarkable guy. He's in the school system presently teaching. He's going to be soon retiring, but uh, that doesn't mean he's going to be relaxing. Oh, no, God's got a challenge for him to do what he's doing now times a thousandfold. John Neal, what have you to say? Well, the whole idea, we, you, everybody grows up with the Old and New Testament. Sure. The first time the word testament is really used in Scripture is in the Old Hebrew. It's the book of Jeremiah. Okay, cool, but it doesn't say Old and New Testament there. No. It talks about the Testament. The Testament thing, Old New Testament, is something that was brought about by the King James Bible. Here's my point. The connecting point goes from in the beginning God, Genesis 1, to the end of Revelation. It is one continuous testament Mm. of Jesus Christ, of Yeshua HaMashiach for my Jewish brothers and sisters. Here's the deal. I teach high school. As part of that history, as I said before, we teach all the different religions. We're required to by law. And so they learn about the Jewish thing. They learn about the Islamic thing. They learn about the Christian thing, the Hindu, and the Buddhist. Yes. When we get to the Jewish thing, you will be stunned, Kaz. How many of my kids, as I'm discussing this, they'll go, wait a minute, Jesus was a Jew? Oh, my. Has Christian kids, there's sometimes been this disconnect. Yes. It's like, oh, wait a minute, Jesus is a Christian guy. No, no, no. no, no. Christians are followers of the Christ. Ooh. And so for kids, they're stunned, they're shocked. And when we start going through the process of understanding that, we understand that all the promises that come from the Old Testament, quote-unquote, yes. are fulfilled in, in Jesus, yes. and they lead to all the blessings and the anointings of the New Testament, quote-unquote, yes. but it's one, one continuous yes. thing yes. in Jesus. Yes. So when we talk about this idea of one in you know, Messiah, one in Christ, God didn't say, I like my Jewish kids better than I like my, my Gentile yeah. kids. Yes. And even Abraham, by the way, yes. for you history people, even Abraham was a Gentile. Oh man, we're gonna. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. talk later. We'll yeah. talk later. Yeah. <laughs> you know, here's the thing, my friend. And Earl is going to dive into it, and he's going to hand the baton to the rabbi as well. But as I look into like Ecclesiastes chapter one verse one nine, it says that which was is, and that which is shall be, because there's nothing new under the sun. That Amen. means as it was in the old. I like to say the old is in the new contained. The new is in the now attained. And that's oh, where we that's are right good. now. Amen. So, Earl, I'm going to hand it back to you because I know this is one of your favorite topics. Well, it is, and, I, and I, I've always marveled at the fact that we we divide these two books. And, you know, when you witness to a Jew, oftentimes you're going to use so-called Old Testament Scripture, but you're going to go to the prophetical section 
because with the major prophets and the minor prophets, they're oftentimes talking about their what Jewish Messiah, yes. the life and times. How, what was his life going to look like? How was he going to suffer? How was he going to die? I mean, all of the details that you cannot be explained away through coincidence. Um, that's the way the two books come together. Um, talking of coincidence, this conference is no coincidence because of all the different elements that were lining up supernaturally. And Rabbi Bob has done a pretty good summary of how all of these um, elements line up. Bob? We're talking to uh, Rabbi Ro- Robert Wolf, uh, Awakening the One New Man, and <clears throat> really intimately involved in this one org venue. Rabbi. Yeah, I would even say to John as we start, it was Abram who was the Gentile. There you that's go. Right. And then Abram, Abram was the Ham, okay, that's was right. when Thank he got you. on his new identity. There you oh, go. That's okay. very nice. See, leave yeah. it to this man. Yeah. That's right. Um, <laughs> but not Jewish we, yet. We, we wanted to, yeah, that's right. Not, he had to work his way into it, right? <laughs> no, actually, he couldn't work. <laughs> to be only, continued only God another show. That. That's friend. a whole another nother show. show. <laughs> All right. Um, I invited several people to my home because we were working on this book, which we now call Kingdom Calling. And... I'm part of it. Uh, Earl's part of it. We have two other authors, Don Ennevoldson and Mark Huey, who will be at the conference, uh, along with a man by the name of Marty Wrightson, who is a Messianic uh, rabbi from the Santa Barbara area. And when Marty came into this meeting, and we had it on August 8th a few years ago, so I always called the group the 88s, because August is the 8th month, um, that Marty said as he drove down, the Lord gave me two words. The first word was deconstruct. The second word, reconstruct. Oh, my. Deconstruct. Well, you have to deconstruct before you can properly reconstruct. Exactly right. And so the Lord obviously wanted to do some remodeling. We, had a, we already have a church, but it's time we really feel that we're moving from the church age into the kingdom age. Preach that, brother. I, I love that. that. That is so true. Can you share, Earl Bob, the, the coincidences that you were adding up <clears throat> on, on the freeways and on the locations and all of that, if you can yeah, give me a quick summary? Yeah, it has to be quick because we we're out of here for a commercial break in two minutes or less. I don't know if I can do it that fast. I'll, I'll try. Gonna, here we go. <laughs> we find out that Faith Chapel is inviting us to come to do this event. I don't know where Faith Chapel is. I Google it up like everybody else, and I say, hey, it sits right on top of Martin Luther King Freeway. Oh. Well, it was Martin Luther King Day when I discovered this. And the book that we have, Kingdom Calling, when you look at the front cover, and everybody who comes to the conference will get a copy of this, you will see that our book is endorsed by none other than Alveda King, yes. Martin Luther King's niece. niece. Yes. So when I saw the freeway, and I knew which day it was, and I knew who had endorsed our book, at that point I went, Oh, my goodness, yes. there is something it's, going on. It's a God thing, and God isn't a God of coincidence. God is a God that's pre-planned these things. We think it's a coincidence, but he's planned this for a long yeah, time. Right. My listening friend, I'm going to be handing this back to Earl and the team, but I want you to know in the next segment we're going to talk about, you know, a lot of this actually falls on the church. A lot of things that the, that the church has done or misdone need to be reconciled. We're going to talk about that. And you may be attending a church, and there may be, and you may be a pastor of a church. This is not a, a knocking you down. This is actually de- helping to deconstruct and reconstruct what God wants to do in his church in these last days. We're going to talk about that and so many more things when we come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. 
Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Ho, 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 I'm back. And I've got quite a studio full of remarkable leaders of leaders and prayer warriors all together to talk about bringing us back to the Father because it's the Father's desire for us to come back to family relationship because he's got big plans for us, but he's also got big plans through us. We're going to talk more about that in just a minute. I've got uh, uh, Judge Earl Clampett with me, Simple Truth Ministries, John and Margie Neal of Prayer Shield, and uh, another special guest, Rabbi Robert Wolf of Awakening the One New Man. We're going to talk more about that, and in particular, we're going to talk about the value and need of church repentance as we deconstruct and then reconstruct. This is something you want to pay close attention to, my friend. Before we do, I have to take care of just a little bit of business here to announce to you that on May 18th, it's a Wednesday, uh, Lysa uh, Turkhurst Encounter Tour begins in San Diego County with uh, worship by um, Mac Brock. And the place it's going to happen is the same place where our venue is going to happen. It's called Faith Chapel in Spring Valley. This is called the Lysa uh, Turkhurst Encounter Tour with worship by Mac Brock. Wednesday, May 18th, and door opens at 6 and uh, starts at 7. Tickets, listen to this, tickets are available on sale now at parent, uh, transparentproductions.com. That's transparentproductions.com. And by the way, if you want to get a hold of me, I have a new website and a new way to get a hold of me, and that is through, pay close attention, it, it's at www.cometogethersandiego. Let's call it Come Together San Diego at kprz.com. You can get back to me and tell me what you like, what you don't like, and some new show ideas. Here I am. Come together, San Diego, at kprz.com. Okay, we're talking about, this is really pivotal to me, uh, Earl Clampett, Simple Truth Ministries. The church repentance must must come first. You're going to ramrod this with our other uh, people in the studio. And what you got? Well, pretty much um, when we heard the words, uh, we have to deconstruct first and then reconstruct, I mean, this took us two years to write a pamphlet called A Field Manual for Believers. It took us two and a half years to write 33 pages approximately. And the reason was, is because, first of all, that whole um, launching, it was based on Jeremiah 1, 9 and one ten, which basically said, um, as the Lord moves, he has to get, how should I say, knock down that which is not producing, not productive, and we're going to reconstruct, and it's going to look different. It's going to, it's going to be something that says, you know, we have a book that's written by 66 books in the Bible, written by 40 authors. At least 39 of the 40 authors, Kaz, were all Hebrews. Yes. Okay? They were not Greeks. They were not Romans. They were all Hebrews with maybe one exception, which, which mm-hmm. would be Luke. But yes. that's questionable. That's debatable. But, but here's the point. Um, when we're talking about one new man, we're talking about how do you study a book framework-wise and, uh, and as far as a paradigm, with if it's a Hebrew book, how do you bring in Greek and Roman thinking? For example, uh, I wrote a book you know, five years ago, talked about is the Bible a Hebrew circle or is it a Greek straight line? And it was called The Blueprint. Basically, 
we can't, you cannot interpret a Hebrew circle with a Greek straight line. It just doesn't work. So we have about 1,700 years since the, since the Council of Nicaea launching wonderful ships to take out the good news of Jesus Christ. And we built these beautiful ships, but the problem was we left off one part of every one of the Gentile ships, and that was called, we forgot to put on the Hebrew rudders of the Gentile ships. And unfortunately, we have formed uh, denominations upon denominations, and a lot of those ships have ended up on the rocks, Ooh. split, split, divided. And this one new, uh, one new man move is to simply say, if you're going to deconstruct, what about including a re-examining of you can't build a building in, that talks about in Ephesians chapter 2 without a foundation. Yes. And can you imagine trying to sell a house with just saying this is a lovely roof and I will sell you the roof of this building, but I'm not <laughs> going to include the foundation. That's what we've been doing for 1,700 years. Boy, it right. makes zero sense. So um, at this point, I, w- that's what we're going to be discussing at, at this conference as well. That's why we brought in Messianic Jewish rabbis, and they're going to give us some bigger perspective, some larger horizons. And that doesn't mean... Um, both groups are perfect. It doesn't mean that. It means both groups have to make some adjustments. Both groups have to make some changes. And we have to look ourselves in the mirror and be honest and about saying, is God's will the only thing being done? If it's not, well, then we need to take another look at it. This, John Neal. This is really important, though, I think, because you're talking to a lot of my pastor buddies and friends I have here in town. They're like, oh, you know, John, this is something. This is going to take people from my church. This is not about tearing down your denomination. No, no. This is not about starting a new church called the One New Man no, Church. No, here. no, no. It's this fulfilling. Is about all of us yes. in the total diversity, the amazing color and diversity God created, each of us walking in our role, our ability, our skill, Come on. our denominational yes. gifting as a unit yes. instead of being separate going, well, I don't like you because of the way you no. baptize. But, but, but the truth of the matter is, we can't get there alone. The body of Christ has to be the body of Christ. Right. He is the head, and guess what? We are his body. And right. you, 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 a full and mature body has all the different appendages and pieces connected together. So if you can't solve the problem with the right hand, the left hand can jump on in, or left, right foot, or the heart, all the internal organs as well. That's right. the deal. And when the rabbi earlier was talking about deconstruct and reconstruct, mm-hmm. and Earl's talking about the... the, the uh, the whole idea of, of Jew and, and Gentile and and the uh, um, bringing them together mm-hmm. and and he, it came to me and Rabbi I think you you said this that you said <clears throat> the Church Age has waned and is transitioning right now into the Kingdom Age and if you don't get that you're going to miss the mark and that's the deconstruct and the reconstruct but you don't have to throw the stuff away sometimes he uses existing parts Earl I'm going to hand, hand it back to you. Well, I think it just we have to go back and say in in Ephesians it talks about building this new building. Yes. It's a construction project. Well, again, we have to be honest and say if you cut off a tree, I'm using an example of Raleigh, Washington. It's a great example. Cut off a tree at its foundation, and you walk five feet over, dig a hole, and you put that rootless tree, big tree, into this hole. You know, put the dirt back in. And uh, is that tree going to be able to survive and Probably live and not. No, Probably it's going to die. And yeah. that's what we did, uh, you know, in the Council of Nicaea. We basically said, 
God's done with the Jewish uh, Wasn't influence. That like in the 300s. 325. Yeah. yeah. And he basically, uh, at that point, we wrote off our foundation and said, we're going to fake it from here on because God shifted gears and picked another favorite group. Sorry. He has one set of people, come on, okay, bro. to be the to be the prototype, to be the example of what a relationship, a covenant relationship, on many levels looks like, and and so we needed a uh, they were to be the lights on the on the shiny on the shiny light on the hill to say this is how it's supposed to work with God. Did they do it perfectly? Absolutely not. But are we learning all of us from their examples? Like First Corinthians ten say, learn from their examples. Let's do it. The way God wants it. Anyway, I want to turn it over to Rabbi to to give the, another example of how this uh, conference coming together was not a manned construct. Very good. First Corinthians ten. This is Bob. First Corinthians ten also says, "Let there be no divisions among you." Yes. Amen. Same section. So that's why we're kingdom thinking, right? And when we were doing this. We were looking at what is the history in terms of First Testament and then the New Testament, which John talks about. It's all one book, which Earl talks about because of the circular cycle. Yes. Because that was God's plan. He used the First Testament to set Israel aside as an example. As a showcase. Because they were better than anybody else, but to say, Here's what happens when you do it God's way. Here's what happens when you don't do it God's way. Yes. And it was crystal clear. Then when he sends his son, he says, okay, now I'm going to bring in the other nations so that the other nations have the opportunity to share the kind of relationship that I had with Israel. Or oh, I that's have so beautiful Israel. and that's so true. Yeah. So in that context, that was when Pentecost took place. This was... Jesus comes, he dies, 50 days later is Pentecost. When we went to Faith Chapel, we were looking for a date. We wanted to get a date in February. We wanted to get a date in March. We wanted to get a date in April. We wanted to get a date. The first day they had open, June 4th. We're going, okay. So Earl's talking to Rabbi Joel Lieberman, who will be batting cleanup for us at the end of the conference with the Father's blessing. And he says, you know what June 4th is? No, what's that? That's Pentecost. Yes. That's Shavuot, which is when Moses received the law on Mount Sinai, yes. which is when all of the men would have been back in Israel, in Israel, in Jerusalem, I should say, to celebrate Shavuot, which is when the Holy Spirit poured out. So oh just as everyone was there for Passover, when Yeshua was there and put on the cross, everyone was there for Pentecost. That is the date, and nobody knew that that was the date that we had. We oh all went, okay, mind. sure, we'll just take June 4th. We didn't even realize what God was doing. Well, because God's in control. Amen. We're just trying to hear, hear and obey, and all of a sudden we realize he's orchestrated this from the yeah. very beginning. Amen. Earl? Well, it was amazing because when Joel Lieberman called me that, and he says, hey, did you guys plan this? And I said, as to what? And he says, the date you picked. And I said, what, June 4th? And he goes, he said, that's the eve of Pentecost. It's the eve of Shavuot. And I'm going, oh, <laughs> really? Okay. And we could not for 12 weeks get a date. Yes. And we didn't want to have it that late. And so if we were running the thing, we would have had it in March probably. Yeah. So anyway, God's God's pushing some buttons here. Listen, we need another outpouring of the Holy Spirit, which will he, we need this empowerment to get, like I said, through the Son back to the Father 
and it's all three elements of the Godhead are going to be working. You know, we're going to talk more about that in the next segment. My listening friend, here's the deal. There's no coincidence with God. This is all premeditated by him. We go, oh, well, that's an amazing coincidence. No, it wasn't. God planned it. And it's also part of God's strategy to have uh, Shavuot and Pentecost the same day. We may even talk a little bit about that when we come back. We're not really sure because Holy Spirit is just making us go whichever direction he wants us to go. But anyway, we will go with the wind of the Holy Spirit when we come (laughs) right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Well, my friends, we only have two segments left. That means we have to wrap a lot of things up. We spend a lot of time identifying some of the problems uh, and uh, we are now dealing with some of the solutions. But I, I love the idea of deconstruction has to happen before reconstruction happens. And uh, let's be honest, the church, we, ch- the church collectively, we've gone astray in many, many ways. And sometimes we're just too blind or too prideful to see it. But God says we're going out of the church age into the kingdom age, and the kingdom age is a different point of view. The kingdom age is preparing for the thousand-year rule and reign of Christ. The the things we did in the past were, let's just say, uh, preparatory at best for getting us to where we are now. We have to have a different point of view. This deconstruction has to come with reconstruction as well. But church repentance is first, and then we have to deal with the nation second. I'm going to hand the baton over to Earl Clampett, Judge Earl Clampett of Simple Truth Ministries and our other men and women around here. We've got uh, John Neal and his wife Margie Prayer Shield and uh, Rabbi Robert Wolf dealing with the awakening of one new man. And I'm going to hand it over to you, Earl, because you have been kind of the director of this thing. So lay it on us. Uh, Kaz, when we're talking about what's next, everyone wants... Revival, Yes. But the problem is, if we're honest about histories of revivals, it, they tend to be short-term uh, because the, a move of God turns into a move of uh, competing religious yes. man. Yes. And it turns into another move of... Yeah. Uh, or this ba- is my ministry and this is... What it, we're yeah, it turns right. into another Babel yeah. sort yeah. Of, of situation. <laughs> oh, you know, it really, and that's, that's our history. Yeah. And we don't want another flash in the pan, which no. is, you know, bright today and then poof, gone tomorrow. And so I think the the fact that we do want revival is tied in to the topic we just finished about um, the church really does have to take an honest look at itself in the mirror and say, how does God want to reshape this thing through deconstruction in order to reconstruct into a one new man yes. uh, context and paradigm? So here's, here's where we're going. Um, I think that we all want a third great awakening. Why not use San Diego as the point of origin? In Why this? not? I mean, come on. I mean, what type of conference has 23 speakers from all you know tribes, nations, tongues, Jew and Gentile coming together? We're going to have the Native American musicians and, and dance troupe. We're going to have Messianic uh, musicians and dance troupe all worshiping Father God in their own unique cultures. You're never going to see anything like this. We, we have trying to include every different group and tribe that we could think of. And this is going to be a unique experience. 
And, and so if the, we can't expect, we cannot expect our nation to change uh, first without the church first repenting. In other words, we yes. have to take the lead on this. We have to show what the prototype is. What does that look like? And as the church takes the lead, it comes into, well, we've got to also do some change in, uh, on how we do family. We're not doing families well. I'm going to turn it over to John to elaborate on that. Yes, this is... His, he's a ministry, mighty ministry guy. He does prayer shield and other prayer venues. John uh, Neal, he's also a soon-to-be-retiring teacher, high school teacher as well. John Neal, what do you have to say? Yes, thank you, Cass. 20 years of the public school system, <laughs> having a blast doing it. Yeah. Here's the deal. Everything we've discussed in terms of the concerns, the problems, we talk about our nation, we talk about our churches, totally true. We need to repent as a nation. Churches need to repent. Every church. This isn't one pick on one denomination day. Come on. Every church can do things to make themselves better in the way God established them to be. Yeah, as a a family, a family of churches, basically. But then the star, the building stone. We are constructed, we are stones, living stones of one wall created by Christ. And that wall starts with the family unit. The family unit is so important because we have, I mean, I see it every single day in school. I have, when I was a kid, I grew up 60s, okay, late 50s, early 60s. As a kid growing up, I was the only kid at my high, at my, excuse me, elementary school who had a divorced parent. Really? Unheard of. Oh, yes. Now, I sit in my classroom, 60% of all my kids come from divorced families, single parent, or blended families. And I see the physical devastation in their faces, in their eyes. And, and they speak to me. Yes. They talk to me. I was their coach for years. They talk to me about the problems, the pain, the difficulty. I'm fully aware of it personally, but I'm also aware of it as a teacher and as a coach. Here's the deal. With this conference, one of the things I really think is important for us to say is I get right now, and I'm, I'm talking to you right now, you, mom, dad, pastor, rabbi, I don't care, you. This conference is for you. And which conference is it? Is this one is the one new, new? man in Abba Father, yes. and you can go to one, that's the number one, two, T-W-O, together, one together dot org, org to get all the registration. Yep. And did I mention, by the way, it's free? <laughs> I don't know if I You might want to mention F-R-E-E, free. <laughs> Got to be there. And like I said, and I'll buy you a cup of coffee. Remember, come see John Neal. I'll buy you a cup of coffee. Here's the deal. This is an event for you because whether you're a father or a mother, whether you're a son or a daughter, grandma, grandpa, we've all fallen short of the glory of God, yes. God's word. Therefore, dad, you want to come because you and mom, you want to come because you want to get healed of the come pain on. you yes. had for maybe not being the best parent you could have been. Maybe making mistakes. I hate to think of how many mistakes I made. My daughters, I love them. But boy, they had to put up with me as a dad. Tough <laughs> deal. But you know what? Some of those moms and dads, they had to go through difficulty with oh, their absolutely. parents. So grandma and grandpa, you need to come. So there'll be that, but then guess what? You need to bring your sons and your daughters to this event so that they can see dad and mom, grandma, grandpa, standing before God and saying, I blew it, yep. I, I, need, I need your covering, and turning to you and saying, will you forgive me? Because the whole end of this project is going to be a father's blessing to get forgiveness from the father yes. for not being the best dad yep. or the best son or the best daughter or the best grandpa. That's what this is about. Yes. That will then change the very heart of the family. Has the family now, my kids always said this to me. They said, Dad, what we think we loved about you was you, you made mistakes, but when you made a mistake, you'd come to us and you say, I blew it. it. Yes. I made a mistake. 
that changed the way they thought about Father God. Well, so I had that problem because my dad never made a mistake. And everything he did bad, I then began to attribute to Father God. Oh, oh God must be this way because this is what my dad is. Yes, yeah, so you can multiply that in every household. In every household. Yes. So yeah. now what we're going to do at this event is we're going to deconstruct that so we can reconstruct the family the way God wanted it to be. So there can be unity in the family that is needed. Very good. Earl Clampett, Simple Truth Ministries. I think what we need to do is what we're going we're, we're gonna to talk in the next segment about, this is not a coincidence, Kaz. If you look at Mal, how the, how the uh, Jewish Testament, the, uh, what we call the uh, First Testament, Old Testament ends, the theme of this conference is really Malachi 4. Malachi chapter 4. Yeah, chapter 4, verses 5 and 6, where it talks about a, the spirit of Elijah coming to bring the hearts of the fathers— back to the children, and in turn, the hearts of the children back to the fathers, yes. okay? That is essential, and that's what we're going to try to facilitate in uh, especially the ending of this conference with the corporate father's blessing and the individual father blessing. By, by the way, the very end of that says, if, if you don't do that, the earth is going to be cursed. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, let's, let's a curse fall on, and, on you. And we don't want that to happen, no. so we need to restore the families and the relationship father to children. Well, look what happened since we've destroyed the patriarchy, and I'm putting that in quotes. The patriarchy was destroyed in this country. How's that worked out for us? Um, do we have father knows best anymore in the, oh, in the sitcoms? No, we have father as a doofus. And fathers are made fun of. Fathers are cartoon characters. Fathers are jokes. And in the in the Hollywood uh, media vernacular, uh, yeah, well, it was shows. Yes, your wisdom comes from your youthful peers, never your parents, mm, especially your dumb. father. Yes, no. So that was intentional programming. That was messaging, My. destroying the patriarchy. Well, God, listen, God doesn't change. That's what Hosea says. Okay, He does not change. And and Mal- this project is a Malachi 4, verse 5 and 6. That's what the occurring is, this fusion of youthful child hearts back with their father. Mm-hmm. And actually, I just want to say this. The whole Bible is just a re- uh, family reunion story. Think about it. Whether you're using Luke chapter 15 with the prodigal child, it's a family reunion story, which is circular in nature. We're coming back to Abba Father. My, my. Well, you know, we're up to the last segment, so we're going to spend some time pulling that together. But we have about 30 seconds or so. So, Rabbi, how, how, how would you like to deal with this? Isn't it nice that we can call ourselves patriots? <clears throat> what is yes. the source of that word? Okay. Patriotic. Okay. And Father. And what is the name of the team? Now, I'm a Cubs fan, so it oh, hurts me to even he's say going into this. It, isn't he? There Sports you go. again. No. Here he goes. We are. This city... Its team is called the Padres. Yes. Okay. This is where the Father has called this Ooh, to be. Very nice. Amen. Never put that together. Till very good. Now. Rabbi Robert Wolf, and he deals with the awakening of the one new man. This is what we're seeing happening right now. This one new man. It could be Jew and Gentile. It could be one denominational person with another denominational person. Every godly denomination has a vital role to play. I say godly because Amen. there are non-godly things going on out there as well. We have to discern that. My listening friend, we're going to spend the whole last segment of the show tying everything together and giving you the uh, the pitch on why you need to be at this one, number one, two, T-W-O, gather, G-E-T-H-E-R, dot org venue on June 4th. We're going to talk more about this, and you need to stay there because we're going to be doing a commercial break, and we will be right right back. back. 
This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Well, hello, my friends. We're back for actually a remarkable two-hour show. If you want to find out the entire show and you miss pieces of it, you can go back into the podcasts uh, beginning uh, Tuesday, and we have the show podcast there by just going to – you can put in Come Together San Diego radio shows, and, and it should come up on your search engine, and you should be able to access any show, but this one in particular. It will be amazing. We're, we're talking about God's desire to bring you back into this family reunion that he has planned and has been planning since the beginning of the fall of Adam and Eve. And the whole thing is tied to re-identifying him as the father, the the father figure in your life. Because once you do that, you'll realize about how empowered you can be through him. Earl Clampett, Simple Truth Ministries, I'm going to hand it to you to pass the baton around as you do this summary conclusion, Earl Clampett. Well, I wrote a book called The Blueprint, and um, I basically advocated that the whole Bible is a Luke chapter 15, prodigal son returning to the father issue. We hope to ask the Lord to show up where his presence as Father God is so thick in that forum, in that building, so that you can actually be the prodigal son and feeling, seeing the Father running down the road towards you, and then embracing you, and then you embracing the embrace. In other words, what does that feel like? What, that's, that's not just a theory. That's not just words. That's an experience. And that's something that we want to try to be able to, you know, I'm not saying reenact as to some sort of play or structure, but just doing what the Word of God says. And the, the Revelations 21.3 looks a lot like uh, the first two chapters of the book of Genesis, which means this Bible story, this Bible saga, this Bible experience, this Bible journey really, really is circular in nature um, as opposed to being linear. And the difference is this. It's going to emphasize this conference coming back to something that fathers give, which is inheritance. Our inheritance comes from fathers, not older brothers. And in the law, it's the, it's the parents, especially the father who gives inheritance. Well, what's our inheritance? Well, in Psalms 115, it says, the earth is, is, belongs to mankind. The earth, the heavenly. The earth is the Lord's, so yeah, the fullness thereof. Exactly. So Psalm 24, Psalm 2 talks about who does the earth belong to, who to whom it was given by the Father as a um, inheritance. inheritance. And so we have to start becoming more earthly focused and look around. Bob and I today went up to um, uh, Mount uh, Soledad. Mount Soledad. And beautiful day, 360 degrees, and we're looking around and I'm going, you, Father, gave us this as your children. This is our inheritance. I don't want, you know, I'm not knocking heaven. I believe in heaven, but I don't want to go up and play a harp on a cloud. I want to live in here in San Diego. We have paradise right here, even in its fallen condition. Yes, we do. Can you imagine when the, le- the, leaves, the, trees, the leaves on the trees clap their hands as Yeshua comes back, sent by the Father, and basically says it's a family reunion? That's what we want to bring about in this event coming up. So, one of the things really important to understand is this event is not just a come and let us talk to you. 
come and let us tell you how you've done it wrong, how you need to repent, how you need to turn, how you need, how, and to give you just a lecture. That's not what this is about. We have breakout sessions where we have different speakers talking specific aspects of the Father heart of God. So our hope and our plan is, as you come, not only are you going to be there to hear about Abba Father, yes. glory to God for it, but you're going to leave there with tactics and actions to actually, actually get you out and get you going into the work that needs to be done in your family. Yes. Get it done at home so we get it done around the world. Get it done around the neighborhood, in your schools. We are trying to get people into the place where they're going to get involved, but first stepping stone. Yes. Stepping stone has to be, how do I take care of my family? Oh, How am I a dad? You know, we're also, all of us here in this room are all dads. And you know, we can all look back at where we did good, where we did bad. But you know what? That heart of a father to love your child. Wow, what an awesome thing. And then understand the Abba Father we serve doesn't have all the mistakes we have, yes. all the fallacies we have. He has all the perfection. The earth is the Lord's and the, and the fullness, fullness thereof. Yes. Come on. And he says, kids, it's yours. I'm handing oh, it to you. Oh, come on. You know, John Neal, uh, Prayer Shield, uh, and one of the main people that is involved in orchestrating this one, two, T-W-O, gather, G-E-T-H-E-R, dot org happening on june 4th Amen. you know one of the things that you wrote down on your notes here and mm-hmm. that you alluded to here's and my wife and i were talking about this how, how do you actually take action on something right. like this right. you're giving us ways to take action Absolutely. on this Absolutely. I, I mean it's, it has to do with let's focus on the things that we can focus on we can focus on our family we can focus on our mm-hmm. work environment we can focus on the people that are around are around us we can do those things right. but if everybody does those things the problem is solved and the father has solved the problems through you we John? start to change it. We, at Skyline Church years ago, I was at a men's ministry gathering, and as we gathered, they said, I said, John, will you talk to men about prayer? I said, love to. Got up there, I said, guys, here's I'm going to change your life completely. Completely radicalize your life. I said, here's what I want you to do. You go home tonight, your wife's going to say, how was the event? You're going to go, fine. Because that's how guys <laughs> do it. Now, your wife would explain to you everything that happened when everybody was wearing it, but that you're, you're a guy. I said, here's what you're going to do tonight. You're going to go home and you say, it was fine. Can I pray for you, wife? And then you just pray, Lord, bless my wife. I say, if you want to pray more, praise God, hallelujah. If not, Lord, just bless my wife. And then walk away. Your life will change. (laughs) Your wife will go, who is this guy? He just prayed for me. That is the simplicity of where we can go. It's not complex. It's not like, oh my gosh, I got to change my entire life. I got to wear whole new clothing. No, no, no. Where you are, God meets you. That's right. He's going to walk with you all the way through it. And one thing I want to ask every one of you listening right now, pray for us. Pray for the event. We got prayer warriors out there listening to this thing right now. Absolutely. More, I want you guys lifting us in prayer. We want God. Yeah, we'd love to have people there fill the room. That's awesome. But what I want is the move of God, that the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit of God, will rest upon that place and fill it. So we need you, you, each individual out there praying for us and for this event coming up on June 4th at Faith Chapel. Yeah. And by the way, did I mention it's free? That's right. And also, did I mention that we're going to do a remote after that live? I'll be there on the radio interviewing some of the key speakers of the entire event. Awesome. So you need to really pay close attention to that. Awesome. R- Rabbi Robert Wolf, uh, quick thoughts, and then I'm going to, we're going to hand it up back to Earl to close this thing. San Diego is the western gate where the gospel came into the United States. Come on. Father Sarah brought it here. Amen. The mission that is here is planted here by Father Sarah, the first of 23 that went all the way up this state, the city that that bears the name St. James, 
goes up through the city of the angels, the city of the sacrament, the city of St. Francis. This is God's turf. This is God's state. He gave it to us. It is our inheritance. Yes. Ezekiel 47, 12, along the bank of the river on this side and that will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. And here we are in the 22nd year. And in Revelation 22, as we're wrapping it up, it says 22, verse 2, in the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of of the nation. I love it. San Diego and San Diegans, you have a destiny. And here's here's the challenge for Judge Earl Clampett of Simple Truth Ministries. We've got 60 seconds. Now, tell, telling a judge who likes to speak, can you do this in 60 seconds or less so that we can close this show, Earl Clampett? We're going to pray for a divine <laughs> rendezvous with destiny. Yes. Father God, we can see your fingerprints all over this lead-up and the arrangements to this event. Lord, this wasn't a human idea. This is your idea. And we're saying, may your kingdom come to this earth. May your will be done in this earth, on this earth. Launch your next kingdom move from San Diego. Yes. The place of St. James, the place of Father Sarah, the place of the Padres baseball game, Come the, on. the fathers. It's focusing return to Father God and learn what is eternal life. Oh, my listening friend, I hope this entire two-hour broadcast has stirred you because I tell you what, God is on the move, but here's the thing you need to be, be you know, you can't sit back and say, okay, Father God, move. He's oftentimes, because he's the head, Jesus is the head, we're the body. He says, I'll move, you move. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things we need to do. And my friends, you're going to find out what that looks like in fellowship, one with another, at this one, uh, one together.org. It's spelled the number one T-W-O-Gether, G-E-T-H-E-R, dot org. Get in there. Look at that. And I think, did you say there was a price connected to this? What I is said, that price? I said it's free. Free. Okay. Free. 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 <laughs> Register. 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 But you today have to because it will run out. We're yeah. running out of time, my friends. So Thank you, uh, Do that. Rabbi, Thank good you. to see you. Thank you, Thank Kaz. you, Kaz. You too. Appreciate you, Kaz. My listening friend. God bless you. And more stuff next week as well on Come Together San Diego. God bless you. And I mean it. Mwah! Thanks for joining Cass Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.